0: The following is a hoop ball presentation.
1: Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with the steal if you know what I mean, earn you
2: keep. Regulators. up! it was a clear black
1: ball in. Ball out. It's a hoop ball presentation. Welcome back to your favorite Lakers podcast. This is Eric Noble here with the lovely Dan Besbris. And we are joined by a special guest, the yes. illustrious Dr. Sonny Gill.
2: What, what? Yes, yeah. we're going to hear about
1: Laker hater dumb. Hater in the house. And we're going to have, uh, perhaps, a nice showing from Eli. Yeah, we're trying to
3: patch him in via satellite here. We're trying to, like, port him into the Matrix partway through the show. We'll see how the the technology of it works out. But he's in Minneapolis right now after just getting back from Paris. Uh So, you know, we're doing what we got to do. This guy's a world traveler. He's, he <laughs> doesn't sit <laughs> still, man. Yeah. What, uh, he's told us that he's not going anywhere for, like, a couple of months after this one, so I don't was, believe him. Yeah, every, I don't either.
2: Every time he's gone, I like to come in and intercept. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Laker hate them.
3: <laughs> this reminds me of like a biology one A type thing where they tried to teach us how the the sneaky lions were able to spread their seed. They waited until the alphas left the nest or domain. What what is the lion? taxidermy? Where are you going with this? Uh, the sneaky lions they creep into the den and they mate with all the women while the the alphas are out hunting or whatever that is that the alphas do.
2: So are we mating? Uh,
3: Yes, (laughs) actually. So by the way, the second half of this podcast, it's going to be a lot of heavy breathing. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Bespris. You guys aren't on social media, huh? No. Lurking. I
2: know. (laughs)
1: Eric, a picture of you showed up on social media. You must be furious. (laughs) No, I I like to make appearances.
2: You know, I was hanging out with uh, Eric the other day over the weekend and I had told him recently, I'm, I'm just gonna let all the hoop ball fans know out there. I was like, oh, I'm gonna join some dating apps. I'm single. I haven't done this for a while, and he calls it my Instagram dates. He thinks I'm picking up girls on Instagram. So that's you Eric. could right? That's Doctor Noble's knowledge of the social media game. He's like, hey, bring your Instagram dates here. Yeah, that's how it works. That is how
3: it works. Listen, yeah. Eric separated himself from all noises for two weeks. This dude's done things that none of us could fathom. How's, hey, you're like, you've been back now
1: for a few weeks. What's life like? Okay. Loud. Uh, I feel like I'm further from the truth than I ever have been. It's uh yeah, it's not pleasant. Mm. But I'm gonna reel us back in. Yeah, this the is reason the reason you saw me here, I'm gonna tie this back in. The reason okay. you saw me on Instagram, because I was at the Black Panther premiere. Nice. Unbelievable. And I uh amazing movie, by the way. Really, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Um and who was there was DeAndre Jordan. No kidding. And DJ. That's, that's basketball related. <laughs> that is basketball related. Did, who was not there? Actually, this is before I even heard the news. I would notice. I was like, "Oh, Blake Griffin's not here, but DeAndre Jordan is." Mm. And then our because we had to give them our phones before because you're not allowed to have your phone in the in the premiere. Then when I got my phone back and I went on and saw that Blake Griffin had been traded, <laughs> and you're like, "Ah, oh, oh, that makes sense." It all
3: makes sense. No other Clippers with DJ. You who would recognize half of those guys anyway?
2: I, I go to a lot of Clippers games because I have like a small season. Ticket package nice. just to watch NBA teams.
3: What are you going to do with that season ticket package now?
2: Hopefully it's cheaper. So <laughs> hopefully I'll reup. Uh, but I go to like maybe fifteen games a year, and I know like three of the players, and I know quite a bit. Like who? Who Montrez? Yeah, Harold. He's good. Yeah, He's there's an
3: a- there's an L at the end of his Montrezl. first name. Yeah,
2: Montrez. Yeah, Montrezl. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no one knows any of the. Well, other we're clubs. gonna, we're gonna. This
1: is sort of going to be a pot potpourri podcast. <laughs> so it has a pod we're gonna cover the last three games, which was the Boston, the Bulls, yes, the, the Raptors Boston. games. But we're gonna get into the Blake Griffin trade. We're gonna cover a lot of different points. Um, but before that, let's just let's set the groundwork. How is Laker haterdom? Give us, give us a little. Yeah,
3: uh, how do update? Laker haters feel right now? Because we we know how we feel. Do we? No, we don't really. Okay, not. Go We're going to find that out also. Uh,
2: you know, a little apathetic right now. It's I think uh, Just like us. Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> it's that point in the season right before the All-Star game where I think everyone's just kind of just getting there. Uh, and so to be honest, I have just kept up with highlights. Like when they beat Boston, I rewatched like that 10-minute highlight thing just to see... Uh, And I'm sure we'll get into that. That sounds like a great win for you guys. Uh, But uh, that uh, So it's been up and down. Mostly all I know about the Lakers these days is that I believe Lonzo Ball and your guys' boy Kuzma are getting into social media uh, kind of trash-talking wars, which I find very enjoyable. They seem to love one another, though. I really like Kuzma, and I think it's a good sign that Lonzo Ball and him can rip on each other. It doesn't seem like Lonzo's too sensitive to, like, be a part of that because you know there's like no protecting of ego. Didn't
3: Kuzma up. call his, his wardrobe like the big something brand to make fun of Lonzo? Yeah, yeah he did. I, I can't remember what it was though.
2: Yeah, he and the best was then like so. I think Lonzo posted something about his jacket that uh, uh, Kuzma's that jacket. Kuzma's jacket. What was the jacket? It was like some chinchilla long pimp type of wear with like hot pink on the inside. And then I don't I don't know if I have this completely correct. I'm sure one of you guys can correct me or Eli will is. I think one of the brothers also, one of the ball brothers also like made fun of him on this thing, and then Kuzma went in on both of them. Like he called one of them buck teeth. You just went, and I was like, "This is great. Lakers are kind of entertaining." So big, basically, big bummy
3: brand, by the way. Uh, I big found bummy, it. Big, big bummy, bummy brand. brand. Yeah. Welcome to your
1: 2018 Lakers. Yeah, yeah. highlight. But being... mostly,
2: mostly apathetic. I root for them to be in games and I talk myself into like oh man I kind of like like this team and then by the end of the game the Laker hate them comes in I want them to choke <laughs> at the end so I want them to do well to the very end and then like blow it
3: well uh, apologies to you from Lakerland because the Lakers beat the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls not that the Chicago Bulls win is like a mighty they, triumph but it, they're an okay team yeah, right they, now they, they fight they uh fight. and lost to the Raptors who are a really good basketball team Toronto's wildly underrated somehow despite being like the number two team in the east for five years in a row yeah uh i mostly just want to talk about the boston game let's do, it. I, do it I feel like you guys are going to have to keep me from just making this show entirely about beating the celtics
2: so yeah so can i ask you a question then for, I, for the boston, i'll allow it okay for the for the boston game uh i didn't catch that game and so how was that more, more than just, like, you guys won, so you are very excited about the win. How did it see, like, when you are watching that team? Like, was this something you saw? This is a team that can compete in the future with them? Was it just, lem- I'm glad we got this win this season? The so Lakers
3: should have won that game by 15 if they uh, didn't shoot 58% at the free throw line. Right, the free throw shooter. I mean, it, to me, and I don't know, maybe, Eric, you might have seen something different than I did. Uh, Kyle Kuzma played a, a brilliant game. He was the star, the star of stars, to quote David Stern. Uh, Larry Nance has been playing well. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's been on a bit of a heater. I, you know, Yes, the Celtics didn't play a particularly good basketball game. Their defense was not up to what Boston's sort of come to uh, expect from themselves this year. But there's no reason why this Lakers team can't compete with a team like Boston. I, in fact, I think that they're better uh, equipped to compete with a defense-first opponent. Because they're not going to keep up with a really good offensive team. They're just going to eventually get outscored. But a team like Boston that's like, yeah, we can stop these guys. The Lakers have a couple of weird players on their roster that can get hot, and they can sort of overcome that in an isolation environment. Where Boston, they do a lot of switching. Their defense uh, fundamentally is very sound. If you just get a one-on-one matchup and your guy is winning it, there isn't a whole lot another team can do about that.
1: I, you sound optimistic that we were competitive with Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'm fully on board with that. Oh, you, <laughs> so you feel like we just got lucky? Well, yeah. I mean, I think they're a really good team and we're not. Um, so that's a big difference for one, but <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> um, I mean, I think your point of, is interesting that we can hang with defensive teams and not so much offensive powerhouses. Yeah, didn't
3: That's we play just... the Spurs tough? I don't even remember yeah. that game. Yeah,
1: it was a low-scoring tough game, but you guys uh, won that game. I think. Yeah, I feel like get...
3: they'd, they we held the Spurs like seventy-nine points or something. Those, those teams that don't, the teams that rush it up the floor and play like an open offensive game, the Lakers can't keep up with that. They might slow that team down, but they're never going to score enough because at least without Lonzo Ball in the lineup, there there really isn't much passing, at least not good passing. And so it's a lot of ISO ball against a team that's moving the ball.
1: It ends up going poorly. Uh, I'm, but we've seen the Lakers get up for big games, right? This isn't the we first time it's happened. We get up for big games, and this was a huge game, and the crowd was really into it. That was one that was of awesome. the things that was really striking about watching it. You could feel an energy. People were going crazy each time Kuzma made a shot down the stretch. Many times. Um, and this is the only thing we care about is beating this year. There's not much to care about. So we're care about beating the Celtics and not losing the pick to them. I mean, yeah. this is of vital importance. It's got to go to Philadelphia. It, it's that's gotta, all we care about. Give the we, pick to Philly. We cannot be two through five. And this was, this was a, this was a victory and a step in that direction.
2: Th- that's a great point. I think you're right. This is, a, that was like the championship type of game. Mm-hmm. There's like probably four or five games that matter. Right. There's a couple of those Warriors games just to show up for, when you're playing the Warriors. Uh, maybe like the OKC game to be like, look, Paul George, we're also, we're, we're good. And then I think the Celtics is obviously the most important one for you guys. Yeah. I don't know. It's all gross to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm more. What do you mean gross? I'm repulsed right now.
2: Uh, no, I, I, well, you know, I have an interesting, because I feel like all of my basketball fandoms intertwined with the Lakers. And now, like, I'm a really kind of dedicated as much as Eli would make funny, as much as I can be dedicated to one team. I really like the Thunder. You to, son
3: of a, yeah, how so, dare you?
2: So for me, this is like... What about the Orlando Magic? Uh, what we, about we, your Magic love? Dude, I told you, I converted to just hater, haterism. <laughs> My joy is only through other people's pain, so I just, whatever. Uh, but I think, so we're talking about the micro of the Boston game, and I think there's like levels of competitiveness that matter. But the truth is, I think bigger picture as a Laker hater, I'm like, who are these guys going to keep? Who are they gonna? Who's going to be on the team next year? And like, who do you want to keep as Lakers fans?
1: Yeah, this it's it's totally up in the air. There yeah. are so many uncertainties, and that's why this game was just nice to relish in it. Just have that moment. Just have that moment. Right. Don't right. worry about anything else. Have you. this moment. Um. And and Kuzma. Oh, I mean, Kuzma. That was, that was the headliner for this game. I thought we were dead in the water. I mean, you said it. We should have been up by 15. We were playing really well. We were missing a ton of free throws. But there was a point in the game where Kyrie, oh my goodness, I, I need to just go a little bit on a monologue about Kyrie. You're gushing about Kyrie here. I'm, I'm going to gush. Give sure. me some
2: poetry. Uh,
1: there's Yeah, I just need to do an interpretive dance and slam poetry to talk about Kyrie because he's so smooth. He's so good, and there was a point in the game where he just seemed like he was going to take over. It seemed like we were dead in the water, and then Kuzma came out of nowhere. It was amazing. And he just hit everything. He hit he everything. everything. Running running right-handers, running left-handers, three-pointers. He, he, it was a barrage. I think he had, didn't he have 17 in the fourth quarter? That sounds right. And then he had that amazing pass to to Larry Nance, which was just the icing on the cake. That was beautiful. After he had yeah, hit, were- like, four three-pointers in a row, then he drove it. Two defenders collapse on him and had just the most beautiful no look around the back pass to Nance for a dunk. So,
2: so yeah, a couple of thoughts on this. Uh, one about Kuzma, I think it's, uh, I think he it's kind of obvious, and I know there's going to be hyperbole about him from Lakers fandom, but I think it's pretty obvious that he's like completely legit, like he's he's building
1: block legit. So I'm glad you say that because you know, being in this, I, I can't tell from the outside at this point. I'm in right. too deep. Give, I'm in too deep. I'll give you so I the need, outsider's perspective. an objective and perspective. And you know what?
2: And I, Dan, I wanted to tell this story to you too because I think that uh, this is where I'm going to tie in my Kobe story because this is uh, <laughs> how you tell if a player is good, and this has been talked about before, is who scares you, right? And I said this before. Uh, and where is there a sense of inevitability about a person, right? And Kuzma, to me, I think this was a really important game uh, to have, because if, because I, you know, I don't love Boston fans either. They're annoying. I I don't like anyone, I guess. But uh, so Jason Tatum, the kind of hands down, what a smart move by Danny Ainge. And it was a smart move. He's a great player. They got him at third. I think the third pick, right? they trade. Yeah. And so one for six that game. Right. And Kuz having a standout game. Yeah. Is fantastic. Right. That's such a good, it, as a Lakers fan, I'd be like, yeah, Boston, you guys are better now. Yeah, you guys are competitive. Yes, clearly they're a better team. You're close, but also our rookie just kind of punked your rookie. So take that. And I know that would eat at Boston's fans because they love the idea of Tatum being like the best rookie in this draft and their team being really good and just feeling like they've conquered the world light years ahead, level two, right? But going back to the Kobe thing, uh, Kobe Bryant at one point, quick aside, Kobe Bryant, uh, least favorite player in the league at one point for me. And... I was interviewing for different residencies and I treated the residency interviews as like free agent tours. But it, was on my, but it was on my wallet, they, so I had to pay for everything. Did they give
3: you the Blake Griffin where they put, like, MLK's face?
2: Well, and... I did. I would go there, and I'd put my face, <laughs> like, in a white coat and be like, this could be you, Sonny. And they're like, what are
1: you doing? Was this like Ray Allen, and he got game, and, like, Rick Fox yeah. was touring you around?
2: That's how I treated it, seriously. <laughs> so when I came, I think it was 2009, 2010-ish, and it was. I was like, I'm going to go to a Lakers game, and I'm going to go see the Heat play them. And it was the Dwayne Wade Heat. Um,
1: Before they got LeBron. And-
2: Before they got LeBron, and, mm. but after their championship. There was kind of like in between years, so they weren't as good. As the Lakers were supposed to be.
3: Do you guys remember? And and then we're gonna pick up at Dwayne Wade. He. Do you guys remember that commercial that Dwayne Wade was in around that era where it said like fall down seven times get, get up eight. eight? That drove me crazy. That no. meant
2: that he started on his back. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And people were like, "Oh, this is some proverb." I was like, "This is a dumb proverb." That's a dumb proverb. Yeah. If you
3: fall seven, you get up seven. Yes. Yeah, Don't be times. down to begin with. You yeah. should be up to begin with. Right. Rise, Rise, young Dwayne. Yeah. No, I agree. Anyway, sorry. That continue. Also, I'm so glad you remember that commercial.
2: Yes, I hated that too. Because I actually <laughs> kind of liked Wade before, you know, love-hate relationship I actually with him. still kind of like yeah. Dwayne Wade. He's he's savvy. Flash. He's savvy. he's savvy. But so I was rooting for them quite passionately. And I had some really, really good seats. My friend and I, he lives out here. And we were like, let's just do this. I have no money. I'm just going to run up my credit card bill. And I'm going to... We, he lived in... He was at Loma Linda. So we drove... Got some like nice Brazilian food, and we're like, I'm living the L.A. life. This is before I lived out here. I'm coming from the Midwest, and I was like, let's go to this Lakers game. We had good seats. Lakers are up all game, and then at the very end, Dwayne Wade started making these plays, some putbacks, and all of a sudden, they were up like one or two, or tied. It was at the end of the game, they were, Lakers were about to lose. It was like three seconds left, and I was like, you know what's going to happen? Yeah. Kobe Bryant's just going to hit a buzz breeder And I don't know if you guys remember. I absolutely Co- remember Kobe Bryant game. catches the ball, runs to the top of the key. Shoots a three, rainbow, banks in at the buzzer. And then I have purple and gold streamers falling on me. And I was like, this is exactly what I should have as a Kobe Bryant experience. Because it's someone that you hate that's that good. To have that experience where I was like, of course, I flew thousands of miles. Yeah, he basically spent just spent
1: all this money, Yeah, flew thousands of miles. No,
2: but and the great players, that's what I'm never going to forget that moment as like, yeah, of course that guy hit that shot.
3: Yeah, he basically like he metaphorically pissed on your head and yeah. then the arena actually pissed on your yes. head. And so that's a perfect Kobe yeah. story. So
2: going back to Kuzma, <laughs> I think there's like Little bit of like, hey, this guy will step up at big games. That's what we know. That's the next check mark. First was was the summer league stuff is it real? Consistent? Right? And then it was like is the preseason beginning of the season was that real or is this just he yeah. hits open shots? He
3: seems pretty real.
2: But now he's a gamer. Like this is a yeah. big game and he was making big plays in the fourth quarter and he clearly believes himself believes in himself because of that coat. Oh so, confident. Yeah, like, the, confidence. Outfit. <laughs> yeah. the
3: confidence is is Insane with this dude. And you could see it kind of wax and wane over the course of the season too, right? Because he went through, it was like a two or three week stretch where he was missing a lot of shots and it was oh, he's tired. He's hitting the rookie wall. And I think it was just confidence because you saw him start to hesitate on a lot of stuff. And in that Boston game, zero hesitation. He was just...
1: It was Catching Fire, Catching Fire, or Catch and Go, so, and that was awesome. So we're gonna make a corollary to the Headband Theorem: when you wear a chinchilla coat, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a sign of not shaky confidence. Yeah,
2: no. yeah, it's a sign of something.
1: Um, well, I'm glad you shared. Uh, well, first, yeah, I'm glad that you believe in Kuzma. That, I, well, I think that he, reinforces my belief. In I him. think
2: that he's he keeps making track marks, and you just hope that he keeps doing that and not dating a Kardashian. Those are the the next few steps <laughs> for him. Like, just don't do that.
3: I have exciting news, gentlemen. What's up, my man? We have Eli Bauman ready to go.
1: Bonsoir. (laughs) Bonjour. (laughs) Buongiorno. Hello, guys. Eli Baguette Bauman, back from Paris. Eli
0: Baguette Bauman, back from Paris, back from Italy, and currently in Minnesota. So I gave you the full range of greetings (laughs) in all of those native tongues. How's Minnesota? What's going on? Guys, it's cold. It's very cold. People are
1: very nice. Do you have um, a chinchilla uh winter coat like Kyle Kuzma?
0: No, I am grossly underdressed <laughs> as is classic uh California behavior. I was just in an elevator with coach Bruce Arians mm-hmm. and uh was on a flight with Terrell Owens. Nice. And uh here I am.
3: Is Terrell Owens to you, uh, beautiful guys. By any chance is, is Terrell Owens doing work on his uh on his dental look? <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, so I noticed he was eating like a he was eating some kind of very thick like frappuccino from Starbucks and had taken out his Invisalign. Eating. <laughs> so that's that's those are that's my update. Yeah, I would call it eating because I mean <laughs> I guess it was thick. technically drinking, but the thickness of it was. I'm excited. Daunting.
3: I'm excited by the technology of what we were able to pull off here. Three of us are sitting in my dining room, and Eli is in a hotel in Minneapolis right now. I didn't That's think, right. I wasn't sure this was going to work. Unfortunately, the the problem that I I probably should have foreseen is that my laptop's webcam is just pointed straight at my dumb face. So Eli can only see me, but you can hear everybody. So I think this is about as good as it's going to get.
0: Honestly, this is pretty ideal because, let's face it, Sonny and Eric are better uh, heard, not seen. You yeah, know I mean? you don't want to look at our face. <laughs> <Yeah, no.
3: laughs> tough, uh, tough on the
2: eyes. Also, I can't be in the same room with Eli talking about they're the actually workers, They're,
3: so they're actually me. both very <laughs> handsome gentlemen. I just want to say that. That's oh, right. Thank oh, you. We're all a bunch of lookers here on Ball In, Ball Out. So, Eli, we were talking about that Boston game, and I'm sure you've got thoughts about it. even Even if you didn't watch it live... Well, I saw many highlights. Yeah, so uh, Kyle Kuzma has been basically lauded with praise, gold coins, and uh, confetti so far on this show. Do you have anything to add on that front?
0: Uh, only that I'm currently wearing his likeness on, on my chest as is proper, thanks to uh, the kind Dr. Eric Noble's uh, gift of a sweatshirt mm. that he bespoke on me with Kyle Kuzma. Can
1: we, can we get a photo of you on Twitter with the sweatshirt?
0: Yeah, we should we should we should put that on the web. Yeah, with, we're with need no a pants, so,
2: so Eric can never see it.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my my position on Kyle Kuzma uh, is well known and long stated. I think I was the uh, one of the first official members of the bandwagon, along with Eric, in the uh, dead heat of summer from Summer League. Um, I love him; he's f- fearless, and uh, God bless God bless that cocky twenty one year old. <laughs> Uh, ethnically ambiguous man he is just great I read a long profile of him while I was away about his upbringing in Flint I just love him um, actually Sonny I'm curious what do you think give me your uh, unbiased rookie of the year rankings Okay, as we stand
2: well, that's a good question because uh, we just talked about how I, from an outsider's perspective, also respect slash fear Kyle Kuzma a little bit. If I had to run Ooh. against him in meaningful games, I'd be like, oh, he might make that shot, which is kind yeah. of the test of if you actually think someone's good. Uh, right now, I think it's due to... So I think it usually goes like outstanding stats, one, when it comes to like right. rookie of the year. And then it's like pretty good stats, good team, so like contributors. Yes, yes, yes. And then it's... Uh, Who's like kind of surprising and like no one saw that coming, so we should give that credit. So I think it goes Donovan Mitchell. Table. I like your I like your first. You, your know, first what, pick you know what? But you know The same first pick is you year. know what? It's hard with Simmons, right? I keep forgetting about Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. Simmons. It, so I think that it's probably Simmons shouldn't
0: it. count. He shouldn't count. I yeah. I understand that he sat out all last year, but he still like practiced with a professional basketball team.
2: Yeah. It, yeah. So he's he's up there. So I think it would go. Mitchell won, and then we have like a Simmons, and because of Tatum and Boston's success, I could see him drawing some votes there. And then Kuz is third, but I would be on, like, to, who would I want is a different kind of rank order of that. I think that Donovan yeah. Mitchell wiles again. Yeah, we know
3: you want Terrence Ferguson from yeah. the Thunder to win Rookie of the Year. Yep,
2: and the slam dunk contest, and three point <laughs> contest, and the skills competition.
0: Dude, the three, the the slam dunk contest could be nasty this year if they let the right guys in. I've like, I'm very excited about the like crop of young guys who could be in the slam dunk contest. Basically, it's like the Rookie of the Year. It's like first and second year guys what? from this feels. Teams,
3: this but. feels like a good transition point to All Star Weekend in L.A. Do we want to talk anything about? Or, or do we save that for an upcoming podcast? We could probably save it, I guess. I, no, that, I sounds that, that sounds great. That sounds great. Let's talk All Star Game. All right, I love All Star Weekend, uh, except for the actual game.
2: Same, I'm in. It was my favorite. <laughs> it was my favorite weekend ever. Uh, and yeah, Saturday's better than Sunday. Saturday's By much better than Sunday. And you know what? StubHub ticket prices reflect that as well.
3: Oh, so Saturday's
2: gone <laughs> through the roof. Yes, I've I've looked and I've contemplated and i'm like i can't do this because it's wildly expensive how much
1: were you we earning at what are we looking at these we're days?
2: looking at uh 1g for saturday Ooh, for like
1: wow. for, no it's it started, it's an all-day ticket right
2: yeah and it started to drop a little for like nosebleeds but like any
1: unbelievable
2: yeah it's really expensive. that's too
1: much Way too much. So you guys are absolutely right. Saturday is a whole lot better than Sunday. But for for four years, Sonny and I dedicated three months of our lives coaching nine and ten-year-olds just so we (laughs) would have an excuse to watch (laughs) the Sunday game. Because we couldn't actually rationalize it to ourselves to watch it without... Having coached nine and ten-year-olds. Yeah, so
2: we'd have like a little party and be like, hey, let's watch this. And then they would get bored and I would just like be looking in the corner. And it's like, look at that dunk, too, that no one was guarding.
0: <laughs> Do we By think- the way, for for the ultimate loser alert, I've been to one of those parties where – and I didn't even coach the team of nine and ten-year-olds. <laughs> and I just like helped your brother, Eric, like try to figure out a projector. <laughs> like how to project it yeah. onto like that's, a that's, – like a- Screen in a weird room, like Dude, a multi-purpose room.
2: Does the hoop ball Lakers podcast think the draft was a good idea? Um, I
3: love it. They
0: just I, need to televise it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I have my answer is the same answer as is the like common held answer,
3: which is boring. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, do no. it do it that way.
1: Televise. Eventually it. Eventually,
2: they'll televise it. How yeah. how
1: dumb was it that no Lakers were chosen on the All Star team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so dumb, travesty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know, like on a on a day where I'm feeling particularly out of my mind, you could talk me into Brandon Ingram being like the 25th guy <laughs> that should have been chosen. Yeah, yeah. you got to be real
1: loco, real uh, loco. Though we're we're gonna dominate the Rising Stars game. I'm excited about that.
0: We are. We got three. Uh, we have. We're highly
3: represented.
0: That's
1: you know, excellent. Is Lonzo That's good play? news.
3: Uh, well, it's still a couple weeks out, so maybe. Okay. Yeah.
2: He's uh, is this MCL? Is that why? I'm uh
3: here? shoulder
2: right? Now? No. No, it's what his is knee. It, right? it, it is, is his MC knee right now. that's something, right. Something knee-ish yeah. Here. So yeah. do we do we and actually, his shot
0: his shot is also broken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's, him
0: and, him it's and sprained. Fultz, man.
3: Oh, Markel. Eric, Fultz's this is shot. coming back Fultz's Fultz's to you man. shot is
0: full broken.
3: That is that's hardcore, Yes, isn't it? Did, I want I want to hear from the two the doctors in the room. Let's get Sunday state. Did they, you, Someone put a video on Twitter of him shooting free throws and it looks like Charles Barkley's golf swing. And it really, it's total yips, because that's not a form thing. That's like stops, goes, stops, goes, and then finally just flicks the ball, and he's lucky if it's the underside of the rim.
2: And they even said so in, I think it was the Thunder Sixers game. Um,
3: Oh, they actually brought it up. They
2: actually brought it up where they said that uh, the coach mentioned to one of them, one of the commentators, that Mm. it was psychosomatic. They straight up said it. And that night, uh, Marco Foltz tweeted can't trust nobody these days Mm. so this is Uh, this is very
3: clearly that feels like it must be very upsetting for you two guys because they're attaching a stigma to a thing that shouldn't have a stigma attached to it
2: right it's like that's that in itself is the problem yeah that he's that he's fearful of having a mental issue exactly and if Mm. he can accept that he that yes i'm nervous to shoot a basketball and sit with that fear he'll probably get over that fear but I don't know if people get over fears at this level. Like, I don't. Do we know like a lot of the stories of
3: not like, many success Chuck stories? Rick, has there ever, has there
0: ever been a basketball story like this? I know, can't remember. Pretty really unusual. Nick Anderson it was just free throws. brought out by
3: their oh. mental. Yeah. yeah, good point, Sonny. Nick Anderson, Nick is probably Anderson, the closest. and free throws.
2: Yeah, and so, yeah. but that was very specific skill set. He could still shoot other things for right. some reason. And we don't. The thing but, is, we but
0: even a, that, Sonny, even that was at least brought on by an actual incident. Exactly. What's weird to me about this is that. This came from nothing. Like, his shot was fine. He hadn't even played in an NBA game. Like, they deconstructed a thing that didn't need deconstruction and ruined ruined it in the process. It's really crazy. It's, it's madness. Yeah, like, Nick Anderson, at least bricked free throws in yeah. a high-pressure situation. Yeah, like there was
2: a, a thing happened. There was an actual impetus to that. I We don't know what the impetus is on this, right? Yeah, do you
1: guys think this came from Fultz, or this was strictly the Sixers I heard, training? I heard, team? and this is this
0: is like my version of hearsay, so this is like <laughs> I love hearsay from Eli a podcast TMZ
2: Eli sources say. Eli's sources There's say. A wa- it's like a watch bomb. Marco, this,
0: this is a yeah. bomb. <laughs> yeah, this is like as far from the seat of, of actual knowledge as possible, but I heard that it was one of Markel Fultz's, like personal trainers mm. like not a team trainer, but like his own guy that was like we're gonna we're gonna like Take down your shot and build it back up.
3: Are you sure they didn't and, like mention something terrifying from his childhood and like he f- he fell apart like in Get Out, like he fell into the, <laughs> the into the sunken the place. Basketball yeah, sunken his place. shot yeah, is but, definitely in the sunken place. That yeah. is correct. Uh, I don't know what can, like. There's a lot of stories of players in other sports dealing with the yips. The baseball and golf are probably the two that you hear about the most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick Ankeel, very high profile baseball story. Mm-hmm. He became an outfielder, because then he didn't have to throw at a target. He could just air it out. Brandon McCarthy, current Dodger, deals with the Yips. And they don't really ever go away, seemingly. But,
1: Eric, you and I have actually talked about this off the air. Yeah, well, I have have some personal commentary on this, because... Recently, I've been trying to play a little bit more golf. So I grew up playing golf, and my dad's yeah, you a very were really good, good golfer. I remember in um, high school. You beat the hell so out of us. If I say so myself, I have a very nice swing. Very Great natural. Swing. Yeah, You do. Great yeah. um, swing. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. It's nice. You got, <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> you, got, you got three dudes telling you what a nice golf swing you have. <laughs> yeah. Eli would call it's me good radio. Noonan. Noonan from um, Caddy. Yeah, you're <laughs> very Noonan-esque. Noonan-esque. I'm very Noonan-esque. Now, Anyhow, so I, I've always had a good, good swing, but uh, recently... My dad got me a golf lesson and it's it's totally thrown me off. This happened like 3 months ago and since then I every time I practice like I I literally shank the ball every time now. It's, oh, thank it's, you it's dad. It's, You're in your head. <laughs> exactly. It's so gross. It's so disgusting. But like he was you know, we're going to make a few tweaks. We're just going to, you know, make simplify it a little bit. He said it so innocently. And (laughs) And then he got up in there. And then he got up in there, and (laughs) now I I have no idea. I need Bagger Vance. I'm lost. (laughs) I'll I'll be your Bagger Vance. No, but interestingly, Sonny Sonny brought up, he had the cure for this. He was like, dude, you just need to play more. Do not go to the driving range. You just need to, like, go out and compete. Like game reps. Game reps. And I think that's what Markel Fultz needs, he needs to
2: stop practicing Agreed. and mm-hmm.
1: straight right. up take it uh, out of the lab. Dude, he just get needs, out of the lab, get in the field. He data. needs to go to the street mm-hmm. and just play a lot of pickup. Right,
2: and if he's practicing, I was thinking it should only be you have five seconds to shoot or two. Right, it's like end, situation. End the yes. shot clock. Put it up. You this, have to just yeah, put no it thought, up. no because thought. You have to remove, and we can all kind of relate to this. And then when you're like psychiatrist, we like act like we know what we're doing in this, but it's literally just get out of your head on this and the only way to do that is trust your feel I think people that have mechanical shots to begin with who learned how to shoot from a shooting coach can probably make adjustments over time but if you learn how to play just rhythmically and just shooting with the feel of the game mm. and then someone tries to come in there and say hey put your elbow in like this or put your shoulder out like that my I point to Sean Marion and Kevin Martin like no just people yeah, like just, just fire just fire like at this point you made Alonzo
0: well, well, no, I mean, that's the thing. Though. Even, even in Lonzo Ball's case, which his shot is is pretty pretty gross, there was, like, the beginning of the season, you could tell when his shot was, like, greasy and gross. Like, his shot will always be gross, but it had some, like, hitch to it in the beginning of the season where he had clearly lost his confidence. And you can now tell, even with his, like, weird-ass, like, Benny from Total Recall form, <laughs> It's it has a, a, an actual motion to it now. When he misses, it's, like... Not one where you know he's going to miss it before he shoots it. it yeah, it, throwing, he's out of his head again. Which he's is not good. throwing
3: a hook, which is good.
0: It, yeah, it's not side spinning and
3: hitched. Do we need to talk about the Chicago and Toronto games? No, it's a one and one stretch there. that we're very
2: what was your what, what was your guys? I want to as a like I said, longtime listener. And, uh, <laughs> first time caller. First time caller. Second time appearance and always Laker hater. Uh, what was your guys' over under again? Do you guys remember what it was? For wins? For wins, yeah. Oh. 30, 34. You guys, and you have, how many? 19 right now? 19.
0: 19? I still think we're going to beat it. but
2: Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to go on a run. Delusional Eric was like, look, you know, <laughs> Boogie went out, <laughs> Blake just got traded. No one can trust Denver and Utah, so... I didn't <laughs> look, say that last look, part. I told,
0: <laughs> look, I told my hair guy, like, don't, 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 get the, don't buy the bleach yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't,
0: blo-
1: don't buy it quite yet. I'm, I'm, a, I'm still fighting in this bet. Listen, there's, it's a weird hope. Weird is the perfect adjective. It's a weird hope, yeah. and I'm holding on to it. Eli, I, you know, I... Yeah. You know what my beef was with the last week of Lakers basketball?
3: Outside of the Celtics game, and then so you're talking Chicago and Toronto, I don't feel like we learned anything. That's why I don't even feel, Like, we could try to talk about those games, but I don't feel like any... Can, of I, can I ask you guys oh, oh. Sorry, I froze here. Uh-oh. Did we, did we lose the great Eli Bauman? We can still hear you okay, but I think the the picture may have frozen. I'm Disney's
0: Frozen, if you guys can hear me. I, can, yeah, I can't. Yeah, we, we
3: can hear you. Keep going.
0: Oh, I wanted to throw uh, some hot stove questions your way. This is good, I just yeah. saw that... That uh, Miritich was going to get traded for Omer Ashik, and yeah. uh, and that one some fell apart. Pick and that fell apart. I was I was like, why can't why can't we throw our Luol <laughs> Deng contract? If they're going to take Omar Ashik, that's just that's a, about as equivalent of a shitty contract, isn't it?
3: So uh, can we get in that mix? The report I got, or the report I was reading on on the whole uh, Miritich thing, was that he has a no trade clause as long as the second year of his deal isn't guaranteed. So he wants the team to pick up year two, uh, uh, uh. and, and, and he, nobody that's trading for him wants to pick up the second year. Everybody wants flexibility in the offseason, so Nico's right. kind of okay. stuck. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, like Blake Griffin, we haven't talked about that at all on this podcast yet. That's a, that's a huge trade that just went yeah, down Yeah, let's week. dive into that. I know this is a Lakers podcast, and this, this actually is relevant to Lakers in a big way because the Lakers might might be the best team in LA now. Although Tobias Harris is actually a pretty good basketball player.
1: Also it's relevant because we didn't even consider trading for Blake Griffin. I remember that yet yeah, that report just came out like we didn't even throw our hat I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, explain that. And I I don't want my hat in that ring. Yeah,
3: Yeah, So Okay, so all three of the Laker lovers here don't want Blake Griffin because he's on a five-year $170 million contract. You're tied into a guy who plays 50 games a year, doesn't play any defense, and just sort of gives that dry, goofy grin every time anything happens. We don't want Dwight Howard 2.0
1: back on this team. That's harsh. I, I I wouldn't go there. I love Blake Griffin. Uh I think he's awesome, but we're also we're already stacked at the power forward position. I mean, we have Kuzma, we have Nance, yeah. we have Randall. We you don't guys, need that. And Blake Griffin is not the future of the NBA. You
2: guys have your eyes on bigger prospects, yeah, right? That's, that's, real, that's, real. Really that's what right. we're talking about here. Like Blake would be a good consolation prize, but if he's in the market the year before these free agents that you guys want, you're not going after. Him. I,
3: Blake has to be the third best player on a team to me. I don't yeah, unless I, the no, unless he's with. LeBron LeBron changes everything for everybody, but if you're like we saw Blake and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, those are good players together, and they couldn't really deal with the Memphis Grizzlies, so
2: as like I said, going to these clippers games a lot, i'm I mean I think we all know this DeAndre's not good, he's just not like he's just not a good no. basketball player like he he doesn't do uh, so the last few games we've gone to, DeAndre's been out right, the first games he's missed, and I looked over at a friend that I go to these games with, and I said. Would anything in these games change if he was in this game? Like, any? would you feel this game would be any different? And because of Montrezl Harold <laughs> Montrezl. <laughs> That's my dog. That's my
3: dog, Montrezl.
2: They don't need him. But going back to what you're saying, I think. Well, they that, have
3: Boban now, so they don't need
2: anybody. Right. And I think going back to what you're saying with uh, when it comes to, like, the relevance of this podcast specifically, this was the Clippers, like, shot at hope at kind of staking a claim in LA fandom. And I knew you guys didn't take it seriously at all, but you know, there was like pictures of lob city, right? There was like, they're on buildings. Yeah, they and were stuff. clearly the better team this, for a while now. And this is the end of that, right? This is the end uh, of this and iteration. You know what, Sonny? Of it.
0: I am pumped. I'm pumped. Good riddance. <laughs> yeah. Good riddance to yeah, them. Me too. It was really they sad going nothing. to these games. They were obnoxious. They're dreadful to watch that. So all they do is complain. I like Blake Griffin quite a bit. I think I'm on team Eric's camp. Um, I like him as a player. I've also, like I've met him. I like him as a person. He's a funny, nice person. I really stopped enjoying watching that team play. They just complained so much.
2: Yeah, this season has been every, slightly oh, better.
3: Yeah, I was going to say the same He's, thing, too. It almost feels like it ended up being a heavy dose of Chris Paul on that team. Like, he left, and they don't complain as much.
2: Yeah, they're more fun now, but you can easily yeah. get in Blake's head still. Like, really get in his head in every game. I really root for him. Um, you know, we also share the same birthday, so I feel some sort of kinship towards uh, Blake Griffin. Oh, respect. Dif- like I'm like 15 <laughs> years older than him, I think. I was but, say, I um, think you might have by yeah. a couple of years. But, uh, but uh, he, uh, the team itself has been more fun, but this is such a Jerry West move. It was just like yeah. was such a smart move because it was like, let me sign yes. him to a contract that has guaranteed years on it. Let me get a non-trade clause so he doesn't leave for nothing, so there's no... Loss of like a valued asset, and it's not you. You can actually trade him to someone because they're not afraid that he's going to leave in a year. So the Pistons know they have a star to sell tickets for four to five right. years, and they sold West. West got him high, like on a high, and the Pistons and are like two sure. picks. They got two picks, and they got Tobias Harris who's twenty five, and he'll give you eighty percent of what Blake does probably. Yeah, he's it's probably such, a better yeah, defender a too. Them. It, it's such it's a, a Jerry trade. West like great move. And so you're
1: saying when they sold him on this contract, telling him that he was a clipper for life, and like did the whole like Jersey retirement thing that was just like a total Jerry West Dishon- <laughs> dishonest, move. dishonest, dishonest. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Eli you uh, have a
2: read on I just didn't think that would even matter to Blake I feel like it would just like would that matter to him like this idea no. I feel like for him it's just like yo I get to stay in LA and I get guaranteed That's exa- money. I yeah, right? like
0: oh I can do I can be an actor and pursue my weird stand-up comedy and, and in Los Angeles great I can date like a Kendall Jenner great like yeah. that yeah, I mean... So he got played. Read, but he got played.
2: He got played. He got played on the idea, he but He got I, played, but
0: he doesn't care. Yeah, I think he I knew. mean, he wasn't, like, sold on that notion.
2: He had the... uh His reaction on Twitter was, like, this... The Will Smith. The Will Smith. Fresh Prince uh, gift. Uh, gift. Yeah, yeah. Where it was the surprise face, which I was like, you knew you were getting traded, and you were, like, Googling best surprise gifts, yeah, and then he, you were you were so ready for mm-hmm. the day it got announced, and then you tweeted it.
3: It's a trade that actually made sense for both teams, because Detroit is one of the... Most boring teams in the NBA. They just do the same boring crap every night, and sometimes they win, and sometimes they lose. Yeah. Uh, so well, again, they got this, this like brings me game. to
0: like the the Lakers aspect of it too, which is like, um, you know, like what are what are we all doing this for? Because I feel like the Pistons are really like gonna be in that you know sixth through eighth seed off perennially. Like that's their that's their lane. They're riding that lane. They're like you know cruising in that carpool lane. The Lakers, when we're talking about trading for Blake Griffin, you have to ask yourself, like, does this move the championship needle?
2: Yeah, because this
0: make us good enough to just be a playoff team.
2: Yeah, because you guys are in the rebuild. They are just kind of like we are a building like we're already here because right because this
3: accelerates it, though.
2: Yeah, it, it for
3: for the Clippers. This, oh, this the Clippers, like, jumps a step yeah. in the rebuild. For, this is I'm yes. I'm really impressed with the with Jerry West yeah. pulling. This is not a move that a GM who has any fear of losing his job can make. This is a move that only someone like Jerry West can come in and be like, I don't care if you guys fire me. Every other team in the NBA will bring me in to consult for them. So Yeah, it was a smart move. Bye, we, Blake.
2: It was a smart move because uh Stan Van Gundy and Doc Rivers, when they were both like responsible for their team's coaching and their GM moves, continuously made the same dumb moves to get their teams to be in the exact same place and save their jobs. And when they took that out of Doc Rivers' kind of hands, you yeah, see what happens. Good decisions. You, you sign a yeah a contract that you can get off, and then you get assets back, and then you rebuild. So in a couple of years, you're a viable place for maybe for free. I wonder if this
3: happens if Pat Beverly doesn't get hurt.
2: That's a good question because they... uh,
3: He's a key cog on that team. Yeah. He was was the motor. He was the edge.
2: I mean, they're literally playing Kevin Hart right now. There's a guy that looks like Kevin Hart, and I'm like, this (laughs) this guy. And then I see him on the sidelines. I'm like, yo, your front row also playing. So there's
1: one thing I'm upset about with this trade is that we're not going to get to see the Clippers-Rockets possible first-round playoff matchup, which would have been really tight. The tunnels. The the tunnels. That would have been amazing. So I'm upset about this, but this is a good segue into the article that you sent out for us, Eli is talking about Jerry West, the GM position, how great he is, how much we should have him in the Lakers franchise. And then mm. your concerns about Magic. Talk about your uh, your concerns. Oh, this one's a
0: bummer, guys. This article this was by bummer. our buddy
1: Anthony Irwin, right? Yeah, our boy.
2: Hold on, you guys yeah. are sad? Yeah. Please tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Son, well, so, so there was an
0: article. Okay, so first of all, I've heard whispers that basically uh Magic is like a complete fair-weather part of this franchise i've heard i had heard this leading up
3: eli sources dan
0: Dan lebitard went on uh his radio show and basically said magic doesn't work very hard he shows up like every one day a week and says like i hate this i'm mad at this person this sucks everyone fix it and then disappears again and goes to hawaii and is essentially like a, a Publics relate public relations thing to have him there, but he's basically, and this is the quote, was that basically he's doing a Phil Jackson approach to uh, his front office position, which is like you could not say a scarier phrase uh, in like current basketball than like a Phil Jackson approach. Um, and irrit- irritate yeah, this, your superstars. This officially has me a little nervous.
3: Hmm. I don't. Well, um, what, what do we what do we know to be? The case. I mean, like, does it, does well, it matter?
0: This this adds a little fuel to the fire of the Lavar Ball stuff. With like saying that, you know, like the the Luke is on the hot. Like, I just feel like our front office situation is a little bit of a sieve. It's not a really well oiled machine, and there's a little bit of a spin going on to make it seem like we have this plan and we have, you know, the best and the brightest. And I feel like it's a little bit of a house of cards.
1: I think this is premature to compare him to phil um I think the the success how we're gonna measure magic and Rob Polinka is solely based on this summer uh and transitioning in next year, yeah, if, if they flail and don't hit a home run in this free agency, then yeah this is this is bad, but um, I think there's still hope for magic and his smile to pull off fantastic <laughs> things. And you know, we don't need him to to be like a great daily manager. We just need a, his smile to like lure some great free agents this summer. And so I but think that, it's but, too but early that's, to say. But that's like I
0: think that's the point is that like we actually don't need him to do <laughs> we need him to do exactly what you described, which is like cruise in at the 11th hour and like be the public face of it. What what I think like once again, like this isn't my opinion this is just like what I'm kind of hearing or what these articles are saying is that like he's meddling basically he's like he wants to have all of the power but none of the responsibility it's like the reverse Spider-Man that sounds fun yeah exactly we all want that and like I get that that's exactly I, I understand like a person of like great success and ego would want that the The question is like or the, my concern as far as like how it might play out in the future and, and by the way I still believe in magic and like believe this will work itself out. But the worry is that like we get known in the kind of league circles as a mess, that this is not going well, that no one really knows who's in charge, that there's an air of dysfunction. Cause I think the one thing we need that's different than what we had before is just like belief. We need, uh, we need free agents to believe that if they come to the Lakers that it's gonna work out for them. That we're gonna. That it's more than just a name on the jersey. It actually is a winning situation, and something that's going to benefit them personally in their careers. Right. Specifically, Leshman, Schmames yeah. or Small Forge.
2: Yeah. No, I think uh-huh. you're absolutely right. Is at what point? I think we've all seen the league get smarter. Like continuously. Like, GMs are not making as many terrible moves. Like things are getting better and better uh, in terms of like. You can't really just be a terrible, terrible franchise. There's still some of them. But then, if that keeps evolving in that way, at what point does a player that's a free agent look into a situation where it's like, is this a stable franchise? Like, does that matter? And I don't know if we're there yet. And I think LeBron has handled, like, if we're I talking. I still think about, he's coming, by the way. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's pretty clear. And then, you know, I think the. I think you
3: would almost rather go to a. Sh- LeBron. Get
2: little savior complex going? Yeah. Yeah. He
3: big time savior complex going. Am I wrong? No,
2: he called himself King James in the first person. In an <laughs> I, actually, I believe
0: he has like savior written on a billboard in Cleveland. Yeah. Like I actually think it was, was witness and then said savior. Yeah, I think
3: there's a tattoo
2: too that's like savior. Because that's like, that's yeah. the
3: whole Cleveland thing. It's mm-hmm. a city that had been starved for a championship in every sport and just like any piece of good news since the 1950s or something like that. And so LeBron was like, I'm out of Miami where everything is easy and my kids are happy and my family's cool I'm going back to Cleveland to be the savior, savior. Yeah.
1: who needs a savior right now. But the mess in Los Angeles, we need to be saved. Let's ham it up and just really make a
3: total show out of this. <laughs> yeah. We're going full, full show this year.
2: Yeah. I think he's, I think he's going to go. I think that it's, uh, like I said, I, I think I said in the last spot, it's Houston Spurs or Lakers and I think the highest upside for him is Lakers. Yeah, for so, his
3: for his legend. For his legend, the lifestyle, lifestyle everything. LeBron.
2: Like going to Houston. Three different
3: teams with the championship, yeah. a team that doesn't have superstars just waiting for him. He doesn't want to do the Kevin Durant thing. Much as he might say, you know, don't hate on Kevin. He does what he, what's best for him. That's not a LeBron move.
2: No, and I think that... Houston would be so lame. He, yeah, Houston will be lame. Spurs would be like probably like the smart move. Mm-hmm. Always, I, yeah, I was all, say, all, I'm kind of intrigued by, yeah, like, by all, the all first. Just, yeah, just like the smart move of being like greatest player, greatest coach at the same time. But I think that Lakers present it's very like.
3: However, I will agree with you, Eli. Uh, it's best to not be just a total mess all the time. It's not necessary. You can just be a mess once and that's probably enough. Although, let's be honest, we were kind of a mess for the like 4 years before Magic showed up too, right? So is it any worse? No, we were
0: we were a huge mess. I think <laughs> I think it's I guess one thing that maybe it's just my own personal belief system, but I've just like seen enough dysfunctional uh operations where there's like a top-down dysfunction or like a confusion of like who's in charge or who does what. Um, and a lot of those times it's like the most high profile names of people I've worked with or known, you know, like just because you do have like a fancy pedigree does not mean you're going to run a tight ship. And I just like, I don't really care how they get there. I just think like there's been a lot of kind of leaky, uh, smoke coming out of the building. And I just, I I think it's probably fine. They can contain it. We're still the Lakers. It's still a big brand pull. It's still a great place to be. But I just hope that it doesn't become one of those things where the perception around the league is like, these guys do not have it figured out.
3: I, yeah, or like, I, I it's saw.
0: gonna. it could spiral at any point. You know, you just don't want that.
3: I saw a really good tweet as a follow-up from Anthony Irwin to his own article where he wrote, Maybe magic's thinking if I'm just totally honest and I just say everything on live television then no one can leak it.
1: That <laughs> sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> we we know someone else and yeah. Yeah, yeah you, I don't know. You guys mentioned the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. I I thought it was interesting this stuff coming out with Kawhi though. And a little bit a little bit of the mystique is sort of coming into question in terms of the stuff that happened with LaMarcus this summer. And now Kawhi's camp having some issues with how his injuries being handled. I thought this was interesting.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if you guys heard of other. I heard that it's also like a family thing with Kawhi, like his uncle or something is mm. the one who's like kind of in his ear about like, hey, they didn't handle the injury well. Why is there
1: always a weird uncle?
0: I'm always a weird uncle. Weird I was uncle? about to say it's Always a weirdo uncle. Yeah, yeah mm. like so Just too I, involved.
2: Yeah, like Kawhi. Uh, yeah, I, you know, we just know too much now, man. So, like, yeah, like the, it just, we age, just know way too really much. Do. Like, maybe there was, like, a small Me. discussion. I, I will, until there's, like, proof of Kawhi being, like, I want a trade. Yeah. I'm going to be like, this is probably an uncle thing. But, Dude, mm-hmm.
0: Sonny, that's such a good point. When you really think about it, because we've talked about it on this podcast, too. Like, even the, like, Kobe, you know, wanting a trade. And it was, it, you know, like, Twitter and all those things existed. But, like, I mean, it was, like, one twentieth the extent of what, like, NBA Twitter is now. And, like, Jerry Buss was basically able to just basically ride out Kobe saying, I want out. I refuse to ever play for this organization again. He basically just said, like, nah, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like,
0: they went out to dinner and it went away. And I think, like, you know, Dan Gilbert is such a blowhard that, like, he couldn't let keep his ego in check for long enough. But that's what they should have done with Kyrie. They literally should have just been, like, Nah, bro, like you're gonna play here. Like you're under contract for two years. You can sit it out and not, and not get paid or whatever, however that works out. Or like you're just gonna play. We're not gonna trade you because yeah. we're not gonna get value. And like that's what they should have done. It's obvious that that's what they should have done.
2: Yeah, they, they and, the value yeah. on that was just lost. I, yeah, so I think we, you know, we just know way too much. I, I would think that Kawhi is staying there as long as Pop is there. If Pop, went, if, if Pop retires, should. then I could see like, whatever, what's the allure here. But. All right, I
3: have two things to cover before we wrap this bad boy up. Number one is obviously the next Laker game because the Lakers are playing the Magic in Orlando on Wednesday. And then the Brooklyn Nets on Friday. These are two very winnable games. That's nice. Uh, I want all of your predictions on how these go. Eric, 2-0? 2-0. Eli? Eli? You know me. I'm I'm going two and zero. Oh. I wanted to, I wanted to build up to Sonny saying zero <laughs> oh and two. <laughs> uh, one and one. One and one. one yeah, and it's one. pragmatic. And then the other thing I wanted to mention: Did you guys see James Harden's game on Tuesday here as we're recording this? What he drop? Would you guys like to hear a number that's going to make your head spin? Oh Lord! Triple double, 60, 10, and eleven.
1: What? Yeah. All right. Again, I said this a few months ago. I I don't understand how he's not the consensus MVP in everyone's mind. That game might do it. 17 out of 18 free throws. He made like
3: 20 out of 30 shots or something. Four steals, block five three-pointers in a Rockets 114-107 win. No Chris Paul.
2: How do you win that game by seven?
3: Uh, yeah, how do you? I was gonna say, how is that game that close? Bad defense. The Magic yeah. shot fifty-one percent.
2: Uh, wow. Yeah, Eric, that's a big game. Eric Gordon on my fantasy team had zero points. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> he hurt himself.
3: Uh, lower back stiffness. He left in the second quarter.
2: What a what a punk. Yeah, that's
0: a, That's a real. He, that's a real. He also had a full erection from watching James Harden. So <laughs> yeah. he <was> full frontal <laughs> stiffness as well.
3: Uh, any thoughts on the upcoming Laker games before we put a pin in this bad boy, Sonny? We need to beat these teams. Oh, sorry, I'm not sunny. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead, Eli. You were you were ready to rock. Take it away. Yeah, just
0: like we need to beat teams like this. These are the games we want. Like we're better than both of those teams. Straight up better than both of those teams. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Nice to win both of these. I'm
3: glad we piped in Eli part way through. We really needed the like the full Laker love. The the non the non pragmatic Laker love portion of the podcast. You're a key element here. And and we gotta oh, we gotta
1: beat the the niets. I mean Yeah, they're um, not very good. Yeah. Also with the the whole history with D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell, yeah. That's always a nice win. Rub it in over that. yeah. I agree.
0: You you always wanna you know, I've always talked about it as like the girlfriend the ex girlfriend thing where it's like you wanna be when you play mm-hmm. your ex girlfriend, when you see your ex girlfriend, like you wanna be looking good. You wanna be at your best. You don't wanna be like wandering out of like an Applebee's like (laughs) like food you know like a mozzarella stick in your beard you want to like be looking sharp and feeling good and like preferably dating someone else who's better Uh that's what what went wrong for
2: me
3: (laughs) so the magic game to me feels very winnable if the Lakers take it seriously Aaron Gordon is out uh he missed today's game in Houston they are on a back-to-back flying back home to Florida Lakers are better rested uh, oh, all they got to do is take it seriously, and that one, they should emerge victorious. Brooklyn has a way of surprising teams every once in a while, but the Magic Brooklyn plays hard, and yeah. it's New York. They both, can go t- out. both teams yeah. play hard.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Actually, thank, Be- Before we wrap this up, I yeah. did want to get your guys' feedback. Because the, the Celtics game, I already waxed poetic on Kyrie Irving. I have a confession to make. I apologize oh, no. to all Laker fans. I bought the Kyrie 2s. Oh man, I, bu- I bought the Kyrie twos, and I just want to know from you guys. I'm sad. Well, yeah, what should I be feeling about this? Well, should I be? I can see. You, are it? they
0: all like? Are
2: they all like Celtics out? Or are they? No, what, no. What, they're, what, they're white, okay. white,
1: blue, and black. They were really nice, white okay. and blue.
2: I saw them the other day. Um, so I am not. Uh, yeah, whatever. I hate everything. You guys get this by now. <laughs> um, but, so uh, I also never a big fan of Kyrie. I knew he was really good. I also got the Kyries. Like, before this, great basketball Jesus, shoes. Jesus, look at
3: you guys. But then, listen to this, Did you guys, guys buy them together?
2: No. Um, Psychiatrist discount. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I also... Guys, I own the Kobe's. Atta boy, I, I own a pair of Kobe's that That's don't have big... laces on them. Because my, my priority is, like, I don't want to buy these shoes because they, this guy likes them or he promotes them. And then my number one priority is, like, this looks really comfortable and sweet. So, I bought those. <laughs> right. They were great shoes. Don't have any laces. Can um, we have Big a fan.
1: spinoff show called Sneaker Confessions?
2: <laughs> well, the- <laughs> yeah, this is very, I this like, is yeah, yeah, I feel like really I cheap. should, like,
0: be wearing, like, the Adolf Hitlers or something. <laughs> like, some <laughs> just just terrible sh- person I loathe. <laughs>
2: uh, real quick, uh, Utah plays two away games, one of them San Antonio. If you guys win your next two games... We're we're talking 10th uh, seat here guys. Oh, we're moving God. on up.
3: We're coming for you Clippers. <laughs> I like
2: to I like to oh, I like man. to set you guys that up. That was such but,
1: a passive aggressive comment. You know yeah. what?
0: You know what that you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of that that part in Coming to America where Louis Anderson is washing the lettuce. He's like, "This week I'm washing lettuce. Next week I'll be on fries. Soon <laughs> I'll be or on five the griddle. years, <laughs> you know, I'll be assistant manager." And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. <laughs> like,
3: You know, that we're, like, clawing our way to the 10th seed. That's all right. Getting out of the bottom five. That's a big deal. Uh, Gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Good to reconvene. Eric, you want to take us out or you want to stew us out? I want to have Sonny take us out. Sonny, you got closing remarks.
2: Um, Well, this has been really fun. I'm really glad Eli was able to come in here. Agreed. I feel like like it really activated my... (laughs) Lakerdom, <laughs> The hatred came. We needed Here, Eli. Yeah. have that effect on people. Here's also what I think. I think if Eli grew up the way I grew up, he'd be exactly how I am as a sports fan. I think Eli I'm a you lot mean of people. like opinion. a Midwestern Indian? Yes. Yes. That <laughs> Midwestern Indian is exactly where I was headed. Uh, no, but uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, I think that I would love to be back on as like maybe – Three fourths of the way of the season in to check back in. Anytime. And then I think we'll get a better idea of where uh, the Lakers are going to end up in this Western Conference. <laughs> and the, the, the race for
0: the 10th seed. The race yep. for the 10th seed. We're coming, well, baby.
2: no one really wants an 8th seed anymore, it looks like. but
3: No.
0: Oh, I, we definitely. I'll tell you who wants the 8th seed. The Eli's, Lakers want the, the 8th
3: seed. Eli's hair desperately wants the 8th seed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Eli. Hey, have fun in Minnesota.
3: Say so, so, yeah! Tell, what's up tell us what Thank happened. You. Tell us what happens in the Super Bowl. I don't know that I'm going to be watching. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, Neither uh, am I. I'm literally flying out during it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, my actually, no, I think I'm flying
3: out before it's it. Like now, my right? work here is done. And Couldn't care it. any less. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel likewise. Uh, Eric, you want to put the official bow on this one? No, no. Eric's shaking his head. No, uh, Doctor G, Doctor N. I'm Dan, Eli's in Minneapolis. Uh, this is ball in, ball out, a hoop ball presentation. Back at you in a couple of days. Go Lakers for now. Love you. This has been a hoop ball presentation.